Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. I love Foodie Friday. I am so excited today because we have got two separate interviews. Yes, two in this one podcast. Okay, so the first is a fantastic Elizabeth Nyland. We're going to be talking about her book, Cooking with Coconut Oil, Gluten-Free, Grain-Free Recipes for Good Living. There are more than 75 mouthwatering gluten-free, grain-free coconut oil and coconut flour recipes in this wonderful, wonderful book. And then following that, we have a completely separate interview with Art Smith. I love Art Smith. Art Smith's Healthy Comfort, How America's Favorite Celebrity Chef Got It Together, Lost Weight, and Reclaimed His Health. So the first 13 minutes or so, you're going to be able to listen to Elizabeth. And then please stay tuned afterwards for Art Smith. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis, and I love to cook and I love to bake, and I am a huge fan of coconuts. So boy, was I excited when I got the book, Elizabeth Nyland's book, Cooking with Coconut Oil, Gluten-Free, Grain-Free Recipes for Good Living. I also love gluten-free, grain-free. So this is perfect. Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Let's talk about this. When did you first discover the joy of coconut and coconut oil in particular? I think I started using it about five years ago now. I uh, dabbled in a little bit of veganism and uh, vegetarianism, and having a food blog really uh, brings all the trendiest food food things to, right to the forefront. So I heard about it back then, and I thought, oh, I've never heard about that. I'm going to try it. Is this you, by the way, with the amazing arms and the beautiful tattoo of the fruits and the avocado on your arm? Is that... that- that uh, in that picture, I, I think I wow. was still getting it. It's not even done in that picture. She did a blue outline afterwards. So yeah, that was pretty fresh. You are so fit. My gosh, I want your arms. Okay, talk to us about <laughs> talk to us about some of the, the recipes and also about uh, how you get so fit. I know everyone says I want to get your arms. So I'm going to say all to the ladies out there, start lifting those weights. <laughs> yeah, I've been lifting weights. It's definitely making yeah. a difference. And the paleo lifestyle, I love so. Well, let's talk about some of the things that you can make, especially these grain-free waffles. Now, you use almond meal, which I love. You also use coconut flour. I've played around with almond meal. I haven't used coconut flour yet. Yes, you should try. So in the book, I really tried not to use too much coconut, or sorry, not too much almond meal, because um, I just feel like, and it's been talked about recently, too, on the internet and food blogs, is that um, there's just too much, too much, too many things made out of all this almond meal, like a whole cake made out of, you know, five cups of ground up almonds might not be the healthiest thing to eat. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I decided I would try to use mostly coconut flour in here because coconut flour is fat free. They take all the fat out. That's how they get the coconut oil. And then it's also gluten free. It's really high in fiber. So you don't need to use very much of it. Some of the recipes only call for maybe a quarter of a cup. It's high in proteins, low in carbs, and it's low in the glycemic index. So it's really good for diabetics. Oh, great. Well, I made your avocado Mm. pesto dressing, and it is so Mm. good. And I want to mention that that is nut-free, which is nice for folks who have nut sensitivities. Yes, a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of different food allergies, and I I hope a lot of the the recipes are either allergy-friendly or at least modifiable for people that do have a little bit of... And that's the other thing is that so many people do have nut allergies, so... Using nut flowers is not very, you know, I have two kids, you can't bring anything to school that has any nuts in it. Yeah, so. definitely. 
I know it can be tricky. Now, you know, it's funny. I live, well, I don't live on, but I absolutely love so delicious uh, coconut milk, unsweetened vanilla. I don't know if you've tried it, but for some reason, when it comes to straight coconut or coconut oil, are there any recipes that you have where it, it's not really strong? Because that's one thing that I notice sometimes. The coconut flavor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so pretty much all of the savory dishes, I would say you can't, you can't taste the coconut at all because there's only like a tablespoon or two, maybe a couple teaspoons of coconut oil. I personally find that the, the oil is pretty neutral. Once you're cooking with it, it doesn't really taste like coconuts. The coconut flour is, is very coconutty, so the, the baked goods do tend to have a, a hint of coconut, but usually there's enough other things added that you can't really taste it too bad. Okay, because I was looking at these bacon and sweet potato meatballs. I mean, that just sounds incredible. Mm, yeah, it does not taste like coconut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally wasn't really that big a fan of coconut when I first started using coconut products either, so I've kind of eased into it, so I feel your pain. Okay. <laughs> now, how long did it take to put all these recipes together? Was there a lot of trial and error? Well, I've had the food blog for a while, so some of the recipes in here are tried and tested from the food blog. They've been on for years, or, or I've cooked with them for years. Some of the recipes I've just been making for years and never published on my food blog, like the cake and a couple of the salad, the pork chops with the apple compote. So they've definitely been tested for years. Um, the cookbook itself only took about four months. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. great. Well, I am a huge fan of beef stew, and I only eat grass-fed beef, and I'm, I'm glad it says yeah. that, obviously, in the book, grass, grass-fed beef or bison. How is your yeah. beef stew? I'm, it looks fantastic. Well, my husband will tell you it's the best one he's ever had. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, uh, I took some, some inspiration from my mother there. She was a big comfort food fan when I was a kid, so she taught me all, all I need to know about stews. Oh, no, you have something I've noticed in some of the recipes, coconut aminos or gluten-free mm -hmm. soy sauce. What are coconut aminos? So I'm not quite sure. I, I believe it's somewhat similar to how they make soy sauce. Like it's a fermented, they take the coconut sap and then they ferment it. And that makes coconut aminos very high in amino acids. It's kind of like soy sauce, but it's very, it's a, it's a lot sweeter. Oh, okay. And I could probably find yeah. that at Whole Foods or other health food yeah, stores. Yeah, Whole Foods. Yeah, they'll have it. All right, Less I, salty and a little bit more sweet. I also love a good bolognese sauce, and the spaghetti squash mm. bolognese looks fabulous. That's one of my favorite things. Really? Okay. How <laughs> well, I used to love pasta, oh, so, you know, you missed it a little bit. Yeah, you do. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to ask oh, you okay. about the uh, – it has instant coffee in it. That's interesting. That's, uh, that's a little secret from my dad. Normally, I would never use instant coffee for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to make um, chili when I was a kid. He would cook it overnight, so it would just cook for hours and hours and hours, and his secret was he always added, like, a, a big rounded teaspoon of um, instant coffee because my parents drink instant coffee, and it just adds this kind of richness. You can't taste the coffee, but it just, it just beefs it up a little bit. Mm. Now, you mentioned earlier if you use too much coconut flour, it tastes coconutty, but I want to try to make these dark chocolate brownies because that looks like it's mostly almond meal and then three tablespoons coconut yeah. flour. Yeah, I wouldn't say that they're too coconutty. Even the coconut-based, like the coconut flour-based baking stuff, it's not, you know, you know, usually it's got frosting or chocolate chips or something in it. And uh, the brownies, for sure, are very chocolatey, so I, I, I don't think there's any hint of coconut in there either. Yeah, I'm also impressed that you only use two tablespoons of honey and then you use the eight large... Uh, medjool dates which are so mm -hmm. great for sweetening things yeah i think personally for me like i think i've been on a lower sugar i mean not a diet but i just don't use that much sugar so 
for me, they're totally sweet enough. Everyone I gave them to never complained. Oh, there's not enough sugar in these brownies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I just try to keep the sugar <laughs> to a minimum so I don't feel bad when I'm giving them to my kids. All right. Well, <laughs> you are my hero because I have been looking for a chocolate avocado mousse that does not have bananas. Mm. And I was oh. so excited to come across yours. I still need to make it. Because oh, good. I, yeah, because it seems like every single recipe has bananas and I don't like bananas. Really? You know, I'm such a pain in the butt. I don't like bananas. I don't like this. So this looks awesome. <laughs> is it as awesome as it looks? Well, you just need a really good mixer of some kind. Like I have a, really a vitamin. Good blender. Does that yes, work? Yes, that will work. Okay. You'll be good. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it looks pretty fast, too. Yes. Yeah, It's it comes together in 10 minutes. You just throw it all in the blender, blend it up. You can be fancy and pipe it out like I did, or you can just scoop it into bowls. It's it's pretty easy. My kids love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this, I know, I was just so excited to get your book. What are some of your favorites? Um, I think everyone keeps asking me that, and I always come back <laughs> to something different, but I think for me, the best one, and I always come back to it, is the carrot cake. I am just oh, a yeah. huge carrot cake fan, and I think ever since my wedding, when my husband decided that we weren't allowed to have carrot cake because... He didn't think the guests would like it. I've just been obsessed with it. <laughs> I just want it for every birthday. Just carrot cake, just carrot cake. Oh, good. Now, you mentioned earlier in the show that you had been a vegan before. What what switched you over to a more paleo diet? Uh, yeah, see, um, I've, I, I was overweight as a teen, so I've always kind of dabbled in whatever is trendy health-wise just to see, you know, what I can do next or how much muscle I can get or whatever. Um so I tried the vegan diet, and I just, I wasn't really, I mean, it was okay. I didn't feel that satisfied. I didn't miss the meat that much, but I just, I didn't feel that good. I, I kind of had a lot of stomach problems. We ate a lot of salad. It might, you know, it might have been all the raw vegetables, but I just wasn't feeling it. So then um, we talked to some friends who were on the paleo diet, and they told us all about it. And I just thought, that has all of the food that I love. I get to eat all the food that I love, high fat, and it's got lots of grass-fed meats and it just sounded like the best thing ever. So I had to try it. And it really is the best thing ever. Oh, that's awesome. Let's talk about your uh, strength training program. You mentioned in the beginning lifting weights. How often do you lift? And, and what do you recommend for people just starting out? I know we're talking about your cookbook, but I just have to oh, ask no, with those okay. arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I lift about three days on and then I take a day off. That's my schedule most of the time. Sometimes if we're lifting really heavy or we did a really big cardio session, we'll do two days on, one day off. But it, it's always one day between two or three days, never, never five days in a row. I'd just be exhausted. <laughs> uh, and we, we do what's known as CrossFit, um, but we don't use any programming from gyms or, or the CrossFit.com website. We do our own programming. So there's a lot of, you know, the regular stuff you see in the gym, doing some bench press, curls, that kind of stuff. We do deadlifts. I think for anyone starting out, they should definitely at least take one personal training session just because form is so important when you are lifting weights. Mm. Definitely. Well, I appreciate that. And you mentioned, so you're doing cardio as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, every Friday I go for a run with one of my, my friends. So that's one cardio session. And then usually we do in, in CrossFit, you don't really do like what your normal cardio session would be, but we do, um, we just lift weights faster. We do plyometric training as well, jump box jumps and, um, sprints, that kind of stuff. So no like long winded cardio. I don't, I don't go running for an hour or anything like that. Oh, I hear you. Wow. Guys, you're doing everything (laughs) right. Uh, speaking of everything, right. This recipe, my mouth is watering, uh, sweet potato crusted quiche. And what I love is it Mm. doesn't have any cheese in it because not a, not a big dairy fan. Although I do, I did find out about this one world way that I 
absolutely love. Just had to throw that in, even though I don't usually. It's from grass fed cows, the whole nine yards. But mm. oh my gosh, it's so good. It tastes unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, sweet potato crusted quiche. I've got to make this. I think I'm bringing this to the store today because I want to make some recipes yes. this weekend. Perfect. Is this? Yeah, this, there's no yeah. dairy in the whole book. I believe there might be one recipe that calls for dairy. Oh, wow. Now, this ha- yeah. calls for almond milk. Could I, I'm kind of sensitive to nuts. So can I substitute an, an unsweetened coconut milk uh, beverage? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my God. I can't get over Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I can't get over how good these look. I also, I make these all the time. I actually made these last night for dinner. Uh, You have Hasselback sweet potatoes, which I did. I'll just cut mine up and I'll use a little olive oil and then I'll, you know, put them in the oven and put some salt. But yours, you use coconut oil, which I'm going to try. And then you use, use the cinnamon. And what's neat is you actually kind of keep them together. Like they're just, it looks like, like an accordion of a potato. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, and there's, it shows you there's a little secret in there as to how to do that because it is kind of hard not to cut all the way through the potato. But you put chopsticks right next to the potato. You kind of oh. cut off the bottom of the potato so it lies flat. And then you put two chopsticks next to it and then you cut down into it. Oh, my gosh. Well, I get a lot of cookbooks. Let me just say, Elizabeth, I yours is just incredible. It's so well done. Yeah. And, I mean, here's more. I love sweet potatoes. Sweet potato cups with baked eggs and apple, apple maple bacon granola. Now, that's interesting. Oh, that's a good one. Really? Talk to us about the bacon with the granola. What is? How does that taste? So, you know, most granolas, are they're terrible for you. Yes. <laughs> the store-bought kind, usually full of sugar and some sort of refined seed oil. So... A lot of people in the in the paleo community, they're looking for snacks. It's kind of hard to snack when you can't have any kind of grain or anything like that. A lot of those things make up a good portion of the, of the snack world. So this one, it's got a lot of nuts in it, and uh, it, but it's not a lot of protein with the nuts. So I thought, you know, everyone loves bacon. So I throw some bacon in there. You cook the bacon a little bit beforehand, and then you put it, toss it in there with some dried apples, and it's it's just the perfect amount of salty and sweet and crunchy, and it's it's addictive. Oh, sounds amazing. Now, if I made your Black Forest smoothie, which has almond or coconut milk, cherries, banana, cocoa powder, protein powder, I'd recommend the One World Way, a teaspoon vanilla, coconut oil, could I make that without the banana or would it change the consistency too much? It would be a little less thick. Okay. But I think that's about it. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't like the banana in the smoothie. Yeah. My husband loves it, but I just, I just can't. Uh... I only put it in there for consistency, really. So you could, you could put, if you, if you're okay with xylitol, you could put a tiny bit of xylitol in there or guar gum if you needed to thicken it. But I'm, I think it would be fine without that. Okay. I love xylitol. All right. Well, your book is Cooking with Coconut Oil, Gluten-Free, Grain-Free Recipes for Good Living, Elizabeth Nyland. Elizabeth, you are welcome here anytime. Give us your website you. and all the great information of how we can find out more about you and check out your beautiful arms it's uh, guiltykitchen.com and i'm on facebook too oh terrific elizabeth thank you so much thank you that was so much fun i love elizabeth i love her energy and i love her food i also adore and love art smith who's coming up right now i am so excited to have the fantastic art smith he is amazing he's a best-selling author top chef master's favorite award-winning chef he's going to be talking about his wonderful book art smith's healthy comfort hello there art i'm a huge fan well thank you very much it's great to to be with you this morning and talk about something that i'm very passionate about yeah let's talk about this you made some pretty big lifestyle changes didn't you and tell us the reason behind it you know, as a chef, um, I love being a chef, but one of the most difficult things about being a chef is not only are you around food, but it seems like everybody wants to feed a chef. You know? <laughs> 
and um, coming from a, a family who's had its challenges, particularly type 2 diabetes and losing family members and then coming to terms with my own health and realizing at 50 years old I had type 2 diabetes and and I, you know, I was going through a lot in my life with opening restaurants, and and you know, I had um, the symptoms, and and the first thing I did was consult my doctor, and you know, and that was probably the best step that I took was you know going directly to my doctor and saying I I I have, I have a problem, and I really do need your help to help me develop a plan. Not only do I need my my help to do my job better, mm-hmm. but I need my I, I need I need my help to to feed people better. I think that you know you're we all want to know that when we go to a restaurant that we're eating helpful food. And I think that it's truly important to be a beacon of light for people, you know, because there's so many people out there, you know, like 26 million Americans are challenged with type 2 diabetes. And um, I as it, and I think, you know, as you have loved me from seeing me on TV, you know, they love me and they also, people love with other people who, that they, you know, have, have challenges such as this. And, um, you know, it's... Um, it's a, it's you know, it's a disease that's not curable. It's it, but it can be managed, and and I think that the people need to, you know, be aware of, you know, things like, you know, I was very aware of always checking, you know, my blood sugar, and and about, you know, about high blood sugar, but I was not aware of of the dangers of low blood sugar and the causes and the symptoms, you know. You know, it's knowing that when I felt dizzy or, or, or I felt, you know, I was going to faint. Um, also not being aware that, you know, certain diabetic medications can cause that. Um, you know, it. most importantly, I believe that my doctor, you know, there was so much I didn't know, but he, you know, led me down the, the path to know. Oh, that is great. And you know, the good news is that you can eat delicious food when you have type 2 diabetes. And your cookbook proves it. Honey, child, it ain't worth eating if it's not delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you. You know, I I wrote a book called Healthy Comfort. And, you know, all I could I just, because, you know, I think that, you know, everybody wants to have the cake and eat it too. Well, you know, you, you can have that, but you have to have it on the weekend. And then you have to just behave yourself during the week, you know. Agree. Well, you offer so many great recipes. I made the shrimp and avocado ceviche. It was delicious. I love ceviche. I like that. Thank you. That's a great. You have so many great recipes. Uh, one of the ones that I want to make is the buckwheat pancakes with peaches and Greek yogurt. My my daughter's a big whole brain kind of gal. She's only eight, and she's like, I want to take good care of my body. I've taught her well. Or- <laughs> I mean, little babies, and you know, I'm all about children, and I have my kids' cooking program, which teaches healthy cooking. To can you believe we taught thirty three thousand children this year how to cook healthy? Oh, that's fantastic! And Art. I just, wow. you know, I think at a young age, if you teach a child and you give them healthy and fresh, that they develop their Palate. And, you know, one of the things we have to be aware of, too, is that, you know, in children, you know, and as children grow up, they they become adults and, you know, and, and they're and, and by giving them helpful food, their chances of, of something happening to, to them as it happens to me are, are, are less. And um, I think most importantly is that for, for a person like myself is in the media, I want to make people aware and aware of the fact that you can leave a helpful, delicious life and and use the challenges which have been that are given to you as um as you know as blessings i mean i I feel that because of this I'm a better chef I feel that it's in it's reinvented to reinvented me as a chef um you know I've done things you know that I didn't think I'd ever do and um and I have more energy than 
than ever. And but I, I again, I you know I I'm very happy that having a great doctor, you know, a great program like taking diabetes heart.com and giving people help, you know, wonderful, helpful information, you know, great recipes, um, resources, you know, it's amazing the information there. It's about, but it's a matter of getting people there to read the information. And I think probably the best of all is that when people see a person that they, that they enjoyed and they've loved and seeing the fact that they themselves have those challenges, I think it's that in itself is, is so important. So that's why I've always been extremely up front and forward about my type 2 diabetes. Yeah, that makes a difference. It really does. I, I have to say, I love the chilled quinoa with smoked turkey and edamame. I'm a big grain salad kind of person, and quinoa is amazing. I, I also have to say, I'm so envious that you've cooked for uh, President Obama and First Lady Michelle. I want to make that favorite glazed salad. That that's a great recipe. And, you know, I, I want to tell you something. We've the, the first family are the healthiest family we've had in that White House in a long time. And, you know, what Michelle did with that garden, you know, did it feed America? It inspired America. Well, it goes again with what we're doing is the fact is, can we, can I inspire America to take their diabetes to heart and to, and to, and to realize that if a chef can do it, I can do it. You know, I think that, um, most people, um, they just want to live a, a a beautiful life and um and coming from a family who's had its own challenges and you know and we've had losses in our family um you know my mother um she too has had challenges with type 2 diabetes and it you know I just took her to Israel and and at 78 years old she was just you know walking all over Jerusalem and the Sinai Peninsula and all of these different places and she looks amazing and, and, and she feels amazing and but you know she was a beacon of light for me she's the one that you know that told me she said honey you need to watch it and you need to be aware and the fact is you know you that diet is such an important part and you know one of the things I always loved about mom was you know I would be cooking for this person and that person but she'd all said honey are you taking care of yourself are you getting your rest are you eating right you know all those are great you know a wonderful advice you know coming from someone that loves you and um most importantly that's another important factor of, of dealing with challenges when it comes to your health is bringing all those people who love you you know closer to you and them, them supporting you I, I i'm glad that you're you're enjoying the book and um and i just um really um hope that the book and you know there's some fun if you when you have an opportunity there's some fun stories in there and i talk quite a bit about um my diabetes and and you know and and going to my doctor and being you know scared and but then what the wonderful was is that he put all that at bay and he developed a program for me and helped me manage it and uh, made me aware of, you know, the importance of checking, you know, my, my A1C and being focused about my blood pressure as well as my cholesterol. I mean, those are things that a 53-year-old man, it's hard to believe I'm 53, <laughs> you know, that um, – that you know, it's 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 just something you just have to be responsible and, but you know, but but also you you can also be delicious, <laughs> and you can cook delicious food <laughs> and look delicious. You really can. I think that's a big message, isn't it? I think a lot of people when they get the type two diabetes diagnosis, they think, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? And is anything going to taste good again? And and you're so hopeful, and you've got all these great recipes to help people out and. I think that's so wonderful and inspiring. Exactly. I think one of the things, too, and is that 
people, you know, what I always say to people is that when you have to look at yourself as a, as whole, and then everything you touch should be whole. And, you know, I'm a chef. I'm not a doctor. You know, um, I'm about, you know, as I, as I grow older and wiser, I understand the importance of, of foods that are fresh. Um, and for some people, you know, that's a challenge. But, but the reality is there's a lot of really delicious food that's available um, that is good for you. Um, and, I, and I think most, what's wonderful, too, is that there's all this great information um, that's out there for you. I think it's, we just have to be a beacon of light and direct people to it. And, and also, I think most importantly, is that um, a lot of people, when they're challenged with something like type 2 diabetes, they're afraid to talk to their doctor. And it's important that they talk to their doctor and develop you know, a program that manages theirs. Because every case is different. And, and each, each one of us are beautiful in our own way. And, but you know, what has worked for me may not work for others. But I can tell you um, that... What I can tell you is, is how to make some delicious food that will make you feel comfort inside and also make you um, and, ho- and help you um, learn to be more comfortable about your health and not feeling that you're isolated and that it's all about you. And I, I, What's great about those recipes is that your whole family will enjoy them. And I think that's the other key, too, is that um, as I, I think when it comes to health, it's it's not about about one; it's about the whole, and and the whole family should be equally involved in it. And because many of the things that for people that have challenges with type two diabetes, you know, people who don't have challenges should not be eating. Um, and the, the reality too is that you know the importance of you know exercise and you know taking a stroll and walk and um, you know of course you know. It's important. Again, you know, you need to talk with your doctor. But, you know, eating just delicious whole foods and light exercise can make a profound change. You know, I, it's amazing what, you know, and it's, I'm always shocked about how many people don't eat breakfast and how important that is. And I got up a crack, crack of dawn this morning, but, you know, I was, it was important to me to have my oatmeal. And, um, and I think and that's an affordable um, choice for people in the morning. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's so many things we can do. Well, Art, I'd love to know, are you still friends with her? What's her name? Elena? There was a woman on the show, Top Chef Masters, that you had such a great connection with. Oh, Lorena. Am I I friends with her? Honey (laughs) child, we're like, she's like my wife. I mean, mean, you know, first of all, she's Venezuelan. And, and, you know, I've spent 14 years with a Venezuelan, you know. So, uh, you know, she she is like my wife. We talk all the time. She... She and I adore each other. In fact, we're we're going to actually do something together, which we're working on. And um, she, um, I don't think that show was a complicated show. And Lorena was was there with me, and I was with her the whole time. And it was just, she's just a really lovely, fun lady. And I think she brings sexy and and you know beauty to 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 the to an arena and that. I mean, I think I was telling a group of women I was speaking to in, in the West Bank on this trip I was on about, they were, the first thing they started talking about was fast food. I said, it's changing, ladies, it's changing. And I do believe that the public is becoming so aware of knowing that when it's quick, um, it may not necessarily be good for you. But one of the great things, what I love about Lorena is that she's 
gone in there and she's helping to to make change and because um, you know we can we can tell people what to eat but you know as we know it's it's a challenge for people to find something to eat and find something that's affordable art this has been wonderful i just adore speaking with you tell us all the ways we can learn more about you and your fabulous work um yes ma'am i they, they can go to chefart.com or they can follow me at chef art smith on twitter art i'm so glad you're doing what you're doing keep it up and uh, thank you so much